Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Break. Break. All call signs. This is Yankee Alpha from the Warrior U podcast. I need your immediate assistance in Sector 300. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash warrior you. I say again, visit www.patreon.com forward slash warrior you. I spell Patreon, Papa, Alpha, Tango, Romeo, Echo, Oscar, November. You can pledge $1 a month or much more to also receive some great rewards. Save this call sign from imminent defeat. Yankee Alpha, out. Welcome to the Warrior You Podcast with your host, Bram Connolly. Join Bram as he uncovers what is to be a modern-day warrior on and off the battlefield, covering such topics as human performance, emotional intelligence, resilience, mental toughness, epigenetics, neuroplasticity, philosophy, and much, much more. Warrior You, it's the performance advantage. And don't forget to check out Mentors for Military Podcast. Can I share your why? My why? Yeah, I'd like to share my why. I believe that life is simply about being better than you were yesterday and self-development. That's the secret to life. Without that, you're nothing. You're basically just going through the motions. So for me, I like to talk and understand deeply about other people's you know, elite pasts and behaviors in an effort to then try and shape and mold myself into a better person as I go. And the podcast is basically, it's a vehicle for me to have those conversations with people that I probably wouldn't be able to get access to otherwise. And a side part of that, a second order effect of that is that it makes commercial sense for Warrior U, for me to be able to talk about Warrior U through the podcast. So yeah, that's my why. What's your why? It's a good question. Well, you're an, you're an entrepreneur too. I mean, you can see that in the way that you interact with people. You know, I can see that. I can see that you think about, I mean- to give you your answer, I see you as a creative soul, you know, and I see this as a, as a, as a creative outlet for you. Uh, absolutely, 100%. I, I think to give you an idea of how this whole thing started, you know, so I'm 21, and I don't know if you ever knew that or not, but I'm actually 21. I did know that, yeah, because I'm 28, so. Uh, okay, got you. Right on. <laughs> no, I, yeah. <laughs> I just had to catch you on that one. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to. Yeah, yeah, because you never age, right? That's right, broccoli and water. Yeah, one of the questions on the Q&A which is hilarious to listen to, by the way. So I started doing this kind of like 10 years ago when I was like just a young guy, like 11 or 12, like started writing like techno music on my computer or whatever. It's like learning digital audio. So like all of that kind of transferred over to what I'm doing now. But I also really was like enticed by the, I guess the freedom of entrepreneurship, which is a little bit like an oxymoron depending on, <laughs> depending on the stage of the business, right? I mean, it started kind of very simply, right? So it's like, well, I knew how to do the work. I knew that this is sort of like a remote thing that I kind of liked that made enough sense that it was consistent enough that you didn't really have to worry about sales all that much. And so like it just tech, it just checked a lot of like boxes for me personally, but 
honestly, though, since growing it, it's taken on a whole different kind of meaning, right? Mm. Because, I mean, beyond just being an editing house, I, I think a big part of what we do has been like education, really like opening up some of the editors and some of the more creative types to just a whole new world of topics. And I think what's really fascinating is being able to meet really incredible people that have done awesome things that I can't even begin to comprehend. I mean, like you being in the special forces and, and just hearing these stories, right? You're getting access to people you wouldn't have otherwise had access to. Absolutely. Mm. So like the access is cool. Like that's neat, but it's not like the biggest why I think. I think the biggest why is sort of, for me at this point, it's been like what really compels me, what really drives me to like continue to build this business is to, I know it sounds like really, really strange, but like giving people more jobs yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. Because it's really strange once you start to employ people. Yeah. How much you realize that you impact them. You're like impacting their life. Yeah. And you're impacting with the material that you're sending them to edit. Yeah. And just seeing how much their life can potentially change by listening to something that's inspirational or educational, mm. like Warrior You, or just anything that they wouldn't have even possibly imagined mm. to ever have access to in, in the past, and so. That's one of the biggest things, really, I think, is just like the people that we end up working with. We just yeah. work with, it's been a huge blessing to work with just absolutely amazing customers, amazing editors, and just creating something that is way more than, honestly, I could have ever thought of making like a couple years ago. You know what I mean? You're a very smart guy, Mike, because I realize what you're doing now is that you're drawing this out. So I now have to go to the next tier of payment. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you free on this one. Bastard. How about that? <laughs> hey, um, I've been recording since the start, so you know, and you know, I do okay, that. No. You, you know, I do that because you edit my podcasts. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If, if if I end up saying anything out of character, I'll, I'll know where to look. <laughs> well, you, you know the editor. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. Sorry. So the so the premise for this podcast really is to give people. I mean, the, the whole idea of the Warrior You podcast is to go into people's lives and look at elite performances or behaviors and, and things like that and discuss those and work out ways that people can adopt it in their own and a lot of people have reached out to me about doing podcasting and i sort of thought about doing this episode by myself just talking to the microphone about how to get set up and then i thought well i know an expert at the other end of the spectrum you know someone who sees podcasts come in day in day out and makes a business out of editing them and i thought it would be good just to talk to you about all the systems that are required some of the equipment do's and don'ts of podcasting and i guess starting you know starting straight away that having that framework in place that calendly where your time is allocated so you can send out invite requests to people is probably the start and then having some if you're going to do it over internet then then you know there's things like skype and and i'm particularly fond of zoom because of the sound quality what do you think on those on the sort of backbone stuff so on the backbone stuff, yeah, you know what's funny, Bram, is whenever I end up talking to people and consulting with them, the thing that I tend to run into a lot is not necessarily focusing on what is the best, but what will get you momentum the fastest. Mm. I find a lot of time that a lot of people just have a lot of trouble trying to get started and trying to get some mm. momentum behind what they're trying to do. Mm. And so they might get caught up in some of the specifics that they have. And typically, I don't really have too many preferences. It's just mostly like what's most comfortable for you. What mm. can you go with to get enough content out fast enough? Mm. It's really kind of like what I've found is most important, at least for once you start to kind of get the ball rolling. I guess at the very start, you could have a USB microphone that goes into your iPhone and you could start recording through the notes section there if you, if you wanted to play with the techniques involved. And then, and I've moved up to, I have a Zoom H6 recorder, which is a six channel 
which I'd never used more than three. It's a six chan- <laughs> six channel handy recorder. It's used by a lot of journalists and stuff. It's entry level. It's eight hundred and sixty Australian dollars, so it's probably what's that three dollars American. <laughs> and then a couple of Rode microphones as well, which again I, I bought as a pair, and they were a couple of hundred dollars. And I know that I know that the H six can also connect to the computer and become the interface with something like Hindenburg or the other names of the editing stuff escapes me. I just don't know how to do that yet. Maybe I'll learn one day. Gotcha. The equipment varies from from really cheap to all the way through to right. you know huge mixing desks and stuff. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's really big, a big factor that a lot of people don't think about is actually the room that they record in, mm. right? Because you might actually run into somebody who has the best equipment that money can buy mm. and they don't know how to use it or they record it in a room that is too reverberant or is just a bad room to record in. And what I've typically found, which has been interesting, like, okay, so it's kind of ironic, like the podcasting editing guy doesn't actually have his own podcast about podcasting, right? Mm. But I have done a couple of little experiments and I've been in this for, I'd say like 10 years, just yeah. different in just different areas in, in audio. And in my opinion, one of the best things you kind of do is like, if you just have like a small closet in your house, mm. throw your gear into a closet mm. and then just record from there. Um, yeah. Because the space is actually small enough that you could get a good sound without having to be fancy at all. I mean, it's the difference between, say, recording an episode in the middle of your living room versus in your closet. Like, yeah. which one is going to be more reverberant? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my, one of the best quality sound ones that I did was, and I edited it myself because it was easy to do, was the <laughs> dry, yeah, taking money off you, mate, was the drive I did between Charters Towers and Townsville just sitting in the car with the H6 oh, yeah. with the clip-on microphone that goes in the top and I just held that near my mouth while I was driving and it's in, in the car. And there's, there's road noise in the background, but it's constant. But I think that the quality of the microphones is a big part of it. But as you say, having the perfect room and there's times when this room, actually I've noticed in the afternoons this room isn't as good, the one I'm in, because the glass all heats up and then when the glass heats up, the sounds bounce off it. Whereas when they're really? yeah yeah, but when when the glass is all cold, it seems to hold sound in more. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Interesting the, okay. the thermo dynamics of the room. Yeah. But we're building a new part to the back of the house, and it's going to have a, a wine room. And what I'm going to do is have a, a couple of seats and a um you know big wine barrel in the middle of it, and then because it's okay. only, only going to be a small room, you know, but but it's all going to be soundproof and humidified for the for the wine. But realistically, it's going to be the podcast room, I think. Which would be good. The podcasting in one room. Uh, two things that you can't go wrong with, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah. And I mean, even just with your current setup, just since I could see it and it's just a room, one thing you could look into is getting what's called a mic shield, mm. which is just, it's foam that's wrapped around in like a half circular sort of setup, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, so if, so just, for anybody listening, he's just, yeah. yeah, it's directly in front of Bram, but behind the mic. So it stops the um, noise from the other mic coming into this one, I assume. Or bounces my voice back into it? Well, it'll shield your voice from bouncing off the wall in front of you mm. and going back into the mic. Yeah, right. um, I'll have a yeah. look into that. Yeah. So there's that. and But it's a neat little piece of equipment. I, I have to admit that I, I do look at the skilled fieldcraft guys and, and the, oh, the survival fieldcraft guys and Joe Rogan and their videos and I look at their equipment all the time. It's like, what are they using now? Yeah, it's an arms, yeah. race. It's an arms <laughs> race. So, yeah, so someone wants to get started with a podcast – Obviously, the first thing you really need is an idea. Right. And there's nothing that unique about anything that's being done, to be to be fair. Everything's sort of being done, but you bring your own uniqueness to it. Yeah, so you need an idea. You need a name. 
you need some sort of recording equipment and that can be your iPhone to start with or it can be something as elaborate as as what those guys like Jocko and Joe Rogan and Lewis Howes are using, which is all top-end gear. You know, it's basically production gear. And then once you've recorded it into a, an MP, if you record it on something like I'm recording on, it's being recorded in two channels. I'm recording you on one channel and I'm recording myself on another channel. And then when you edit that, you import that stuff into an editing, some sort of digital editing program. I use Hindenburg. I'm not sure what, what you use. That's when I do it myself. When I don't do it myself, I go onto your website and I just upload that stuff, that file, and send it to you with instructions on what I want done. Because you can't do anything until you've got the actual show done, recorded, with an intro and an outro and maybe some music that you've got off whatever program you've, you've bought the music off of. And what would you have any advice on on how to save those files or where to save those files? My philosophy is mostly just like whatever works, mm. right? Like I said before, it's whatever works and whatever makes you the most comfortable with working with. Mm. So your equipment is mostly like using the Zoom. It, it just depends on what sort of tool in your toolbox you like to use. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, if you have any sort of preferences, my preference personally is like I use Ableton Live. So the word that you're using for digital audio software is called a a DAW or a digital audio workstation. Mm. That's that's things like Reaper or Cubase or FL Studio or Ableton Live. We use Ableton Live. And that's just a piece of software I've been using for a while. And so it's the most comfortable. So mm. you could use that. Free editions are, I mean, you could get a 30-day trial for Ableton, for instance, mm. or you can get, you know, Audacity is free. Some people don't like Audacity. I'm not a big fan of it, but... Mm. Yeah, I went away from it. Yeah, I found it clunky. Yeah, clunky. Clunky was the word I was going to use for it too. Mm. It's like they haven't updated it since the mid nineties. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you know, I mean, I reached out to you on a, on a because I was you know trying to outsource some things. So so your what does your company do exactly, mate? So I mean, Podcast Rocket exists strictly for editing podcasts. Mm. So the biggest things that we kind of try to focus on specifically is honestly, you could almost argue that like podcast editing is like a vanilla service, right? So mm. you could get that sort of service from Fiverr. You could look at, you know, outsource on Upwork or you could come to us. And really, I think what we're here for is just to allow people to get their time back. Yeah. Right. It's one of those little things that, I mean, say for instance, like we write all the show notes for Bram whenever he requests it. And that takes, I could imagine, I don't know if you've done it yourself, but it could take a little bit of time to kind of take a step back and Mm. think about what you said or think about what we talked about in the last episode and Mm. and be able to summarize it. Yeah. It's time consuming. and, yeah. it, and it's not necessarily something that I can do while I'm trying to edit my own stuff because I'm so focused on removing the pauses and the ums and ahs and getting the conversation to flow. And I do this thing where I go, so, 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 um, and then start talking <laughs> and you've got to take all these yeah. so's and ums out. And I'm not really listening. I'm, I'm listening to stimulus. I'm not listening to what we're saying. So an hour's 10 worth of you know, audio can take me two or three hours just to get all that stuff out. So I, I, I win my time back by sending that stuff to you. And, the, and, and I guess the point I'm making is that the, the show notes that you guys write are a lot more considered than what I would be doing while trying to remove the ums and ahs and so's and, and the like. And so, and right, you're, and you're right. faster at it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just one of those things that, to give you a, a good example, <laughs> and I can only imagine the same sort of frustrations are kind of going through other fellow podcasters you might be running into, but yeah. I'll tell you the very first, so we've been around for about a year and a half and the very first episode or very first show that we ever got the chance to edit, it was just me. The guy who recorded it probably was like really, really new to the mic. Wasn't the best on the mic. 
And it, I swear to you, it took about nine hours to edit everything out. And like when you're starting out, you do whatever you need to do to kind of build up a portfolio so you can kind of give it to new clients. But it was like, man, I cannot imagine. Like if you're just a perfectionist and you want it to sound good and you have no experience with digital audio workstations or mm. being able to cut any of the stuff out fast enough, you're going to have a rough time. And so like, we've kind of refined it down to a process where it's like, where it would take somebody normally like nine hours to do at max. We could do it in like for a 45 minute episode, for instance, we could do it like hour and a half, two hours. Mm. You just get good at it. Yeah. You know? so, and you offer other, you offer other things as well. Like you, you know, obviously you put the intros in and the outros and I assume if someone wanted you to put, so for me, the reason I did last week's episode, I don't know if you heard it or not, the reason I did it myself was because it was an intimate talk about a guy I'd been in combat and I had a vested interest to get it right. Plus, I wanted to overlay some sound effects some that I'd purchased through one of those subscription services. So some shooting in the background, explosions and stuff like that, which I assume you will do as well if I give you the files and or you know some company will do if you give them the files or ask them to put backing music to this. or And, and really, it comes down to what I like about you guys is, and I hope this doesn't change, but what someone's looking for when they're starting out and looking for a production editor or something like that is to build that relationship with them where you can have that conversation and say, hey, look, this is what I'm aiming for. You know, this is sort of the, the themes. This is the music or this is the, you know, this is what I like or don't like about about how I talk. Can you edit this out? Can you add things in? And it's really that relationship. And that's what that's what you guys do really quite well is that that relationship, you know? Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And and I'll tell you, it's it's our favorite part, you know, mm. being able to kind of build this relationship with our customers and being able to provide a good service for you guys and being able to get on a podcast and have a fun chat. You know what I mean? Mm. And over time, too, you know, the, the biggest thing, too, is once we kind of get to understand sort of like your preferences, too, then we're able to kind of dial in really, really well. Mm. And so I think that's something that, like you said, for instance, if you have any sort of other additional audio effects or just certain things, certain nuanced things that you needed in your, in your episodes that needed to be edited in or edited out or cut in or cut out. Mm. Well, we've seen it enough times that we could make a general assumption of what you need and nine out of times be correct. Mm. Right. So it's just having that experience, I think is a big factor as well. Yeah. You can certainly see the, the quality increasing in, in, in my stuff on the journey I'm on from when I went from using audacity and, Trying to, trying to do it all myself to then reaching out to you guys to then me doing the things I'm doing on Hindenburg and and, then, and now that this next phase where where the Patreon website, people are starting to put money towards production costs so I can start to put some more money into the into equipment and things like that. But yeah. Gotcha. Once you have that recorded episode and you've sent it to, you know, like a, a company like Podcast Rocket or, or some such, once you get that file back, people then get stuck with – Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, how do I now get it onto iTunes? You know, and yeah, yeah. and that's for, for a lot of people, that seems to be the point where they stop. 
Really? Okay. Yeah, I think, or, or that's the which is sad because it shouldn't be that way anymore, right? Mm. It's, it's the current. It's the current year, and it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> no. Over time, it's gotten a lot easier to be syndicated on different platforms. One company you really need to be looking out towards these guys because yeah. I think they're really going to blow up at some point. Is uh, if you're familiar with Anchor, it's this website called Anchor.fm. They also have like their own app, right? Yeah. So I think their main aim about what they're trying to do with podcasting in general is that podcasting is pretty big. Like people are, they genuinely know what podcasting is, but not a large amount of the population actually engages in in listening to podcasts on Mm. a consistent basis, right? Mm. Certainly not in the same scale as like YouTube, for example. So Mm. like to give you some stats, there's probably 500,000 podcasts out here right now. Yeah. There's likely more than 20 million, I think is the number of 20 million YouTube channels wow. that exist right now. And I think the main reason for that, honestly, I know we're kind of going down a different rabbit trail here, but the main reason for that, I think is the lacking of one dominant platform mm. that takes the center stage for this entire industry, because right. you have, you have YouTube, like you have YouTube as the main source of video content on the internet. Yeah. Podcasts don't have a podcast equivalent of the dominant of youtube yeah exactly they don't they don't they don't have a youtube equivalent for and podcasts iTunes, so, itunes isn't that i guess it's not here, here's the thing that's kind of weird is you know itunes and how apple kind of started podcasts like they are first to market but they're definitely not innovating in the market so mm. to give you an idea since we're talking about platforms and whatnot you know anchor is really interesting or just anchor and, and a couple other guys sort of in the space that are really trying to innovate is that they're really starting to give more. They recognize that like podcasts are starting to really grow. Right. And there's a lot of, especially from like a marketing standpoint, because I work a lot with like, say for instance, consultants or, or businesses like, like yourself that you use your podcast as the marketing arm for your business. Right. right. Wouldn't it be nice to know like when somebody actually stops listening to your podcast mm. in the middle, like at the beginning, did they, did I, did we lose them in the middle? Did we lose them in the end? Mm. So basically like listener insights, knowing how long somebody listens, when people listen, you know, at what point somebody decides in a podcast, for instance, to purchase a product or, or click on a link. So if somebody was listening to your podcast and middle through the way they decide to go to warrior you, they'd simply pause and then go to their keyboard and type in www.warrioru.com.au. Right, right. You, like you just, you have no idea Quick plug. where you caught them. Yeah. You have no idea where you, where you were able mm. to get them. So, so like Anchor is one of those guys that are really doing really well in that space. I think a couple other guys are kind of doing it. I'm not particularly familiar, but but I mentioned Anchor just because Anchor is like one of those platforms that will really allow you to, so say for instance, if you go to Anchor, they're mm. a free platform. Mm. They are like, I think they are the answer to kind of allowing more people to be on the air and Mm. allowing more people to have podcasts available because you go on there, you can literally set up a podcast and within 24 hours, they'll put it on iTunes. Yeah. Every other syndication platform. Yeah. I I used that. That's, that's right. It's a, it's a, you're looking for another service. I'm on, I'm on Podbean, which is similar, I assume to what you're talking about. And yeah. And Podbean will then, will then it will synchronize with iTunes within an hour or something like that of me putting a new episode up. It's good. It's just the first one I found, to be honest. I didn't do any, okay. didn't do any research. And Fair that, enough, yeah. That, that I mean, it's it's almost like, well, Podbean is one of those guys just like, you know, Libsyn or yeah. they're just the media hosts that mm. then start to distribute what's called your RSS feed to all of these, right. different, to the different platforms. But just Anchor is like a free host. With the stuff that you do for clients, would you not then see 
an extension of that being once you've finished the the product to then to then push that through to anchor for them further alleviating their time or not that's something that we haven't done until up until this point where mm. it's like now we're just offering that it's it's mm. another service that we're actually doing at no extra cost to anybody else because mm. it takes us like 5 seconds to do mm. and it then further pushes you out of the equation yeah where you don't have to be in the trenches with all this stuff so yeah you can be focusing on content and yeah the artistic side of it i guess for use for better terms exactly yeah the creative side yep. of it mm. But yeah, you definitely need some sort of a hosting platform so that that RSS is pushed through to iTunes or all, and also so that Android users don't miss out. Which Podbean, right? Podbean allows for me at the moment, but today I'll check out Anchor. You definitely should. Like I said, it's just like the easiest way for anybody to kind of like start. You could try to go on a Podbean or go to Libsyn and try to figure out all the RSS stuff, but. Honestly, like it still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to even me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just don't even try to bother it. So talking about the creative side, you know, I've been told by people that, for instance, Jocko's stuff's really good, two hours, 20 minutes, what the hell? Just too long, you know, for some people. For some people, they really like they really like Joe Rogan and his, you know, his personality and his energy that he brings to it and the inflection in his voice and the questions he asks and the fact that sometimes he looks like a bit of a dummy when he has really smart people on, which yeah, yeah I can completely <laughs> sympathize with. Yeah, and for me, I think, you know, the, the golden time is between 45 minutes and, and an hour, which is what most people's commute to work probably is. And the content can be whatever the content can be as long as it's broken down into component parts and then and then sold to the listener to, to learn something from. But there's it's interesting, isn't it? Because all of these podcast hosts, myself in, included, they don't have any media training. They don't have any interview training per se, and I'm able to tell a story. That's my that's my sort of background, that creative book writing side. So I can I can create a story for someone so they can see it in their mind's eye. But some people they just sit there and you know you wonder how they're even who listens to them. <laughs> but right, yeah, but right. there is a secret no, to it. No, it's so funny that you actually mentioned Joe Rogan because I, I think what people buy. So so I get that the three hour long discussions are not easily digestible. It seems like it would be in his best interest to actually break those conversations up into several episodes, honestly, instead of just like throwing it all into one, I think, because you're just going to lose listeners like me who don't want to sit for three hours <laughs> or don't have a three hour commute. Right. But I think honestly, like a lot of people just buy the personality of people. Yeah. Right. It's the same reason. It's the same reason why people love stars and will, you know, we're celebrities and they'll just eat up everything that somebody says just because they are who they are. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a, like it's a very it's a very American. Well, no, it's a very capitalist sort of thing, I guess. And you're a hundred percent right. If you haven't got your, if you go into a podcast with no branding, no one's going to listen to you. You need right, you need right. to have some branding or, or some understanding of branding and branding yourself. And yeah, and you what it have, is, you just have to have a personality, or you just have to have something mm. important for somebody to listen to, mm. right? Yeah, a personal trainer who just wants to talk about you know training. And just mm-hmm. and just bang on about it. It's probably not going to do a great <laughs> podcast. Whereas a personal trainer who's really passionate about you know this this angle they've got mm-hmm. on the training regime, this sort of this mindset that they have, and they're really passionate, and they bring guests on and they engage with the guests in that way, and even have some debate about their position, they're probably going to be more successful. They've got that branding. You know, they've I, got I, that I, position. I would, I would almost have to argue too that you could fight the battle on two fronts, right? The first front is pick a good niche that you don't have a huge amount of competition in, mm. right? So you could be the dominant player or the other front is disrupt. have a really compelling personality. 
So oh, even yeah. if you yeah. are, so so even if you are in like a really competitive niche, then at least you're able to stay at the top because people just love you for what you're doing. Yeah. Right. But it's funny that we're even really kind of talking about this angle because you know a lot of times I work with a lot of like say business owners and consultants that are experts in what they do and they don't have a whole lot of competitors. So what they say is really important and really important to their audience. Right. Mm. You know they start with the business first. So I've always had the philosophy that that a podcast isn't a business. The podcast has to be an extension to what you're doing. And if what you're doing is important enough, then your podcast is going to be a success. Do you still believe that? To a certain extent. It just depends on who you talk to, I think. Because the reason I the reason I ask that is I heard a podcast with Lewis Howes and he looked at all these multiple revenue streams and they, yeah. they had a business analyst go through the company. And the one stream that was making the most money which really surprised them all. So it wasn't his books, it wasn't his speaking tours, it wasn't merchandise, it was the podcast. Really? Yeah, through advertising. Advertising and affiliate sales, I guess? Yeah, advertising, affiliate sales, probably product placement during the podcast that we don't hear because it's surreptitious. And, and contributions, you know, so people contributing to it. So yeah. that, that's why they focus now on the, on the podcast. And I mean, I'm not, I'm looking at what I'm doing. Warrior, you you know, basically pays for the website and the content in the website. We don't make any money off of it. And at the moment, with the Patreon page, people contribute, you know, between $1 to as much as they want per month to to support us. And mm. at the moment, it's at, it's at about $500 a month at the moment, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot That's, to well, people. It's a good start. Yeah, it's a lot you know? to people putting 5 and $10 in each. And that money goes to, at the moment, that money's going into – you know, getting paying for the editing and saving up to buy better equipment. And then, you know, so some of these podcasts in America on Patreon are making, some of them are making $50,000 a month purely through the contributions. And I would assume that some of that is corporate money coming in for, for advertising as well. But it's still it's still $50,000 a month. <laughs> you know, it's still a lot yeah, more money yeah. than I'm earning. I, yeah. I, I guess you just can't argue with the numbers, you know. Thanks for bringing that up. That's really interesting. I'll have to look into it. More. It is. It is interesting. Some people are, are making big money through their massive, like crowdsourcing, but and the advertising obviously helps. Yeah, I've noticed another big thing too. If we're kind of talking about just like general directions or trends that you know people are are taking with podcasting in general. So, say for instance, like I work with a couple of corporate accounts. You know, they they may be like big brands, for instance. That well, I'll just give you an example. So, I have one client who is, I won't mention their name right now, but the guy that I work with is the co-host on two different shows and the host of the shows for both of them is the CEO of the company. And so like a big trend that you're starting to see, maybe if you listen to like the MF CEO project, Mm. that's Andy Frisella and First Form, the company, that's a supplement company. You Mm. might see some of these bigger brands and their CEO coming onto a, onto a podcast and, and talking about their products. about their company yeah. and about their about their culture. I mean, how how energizing is it to have your entire employee base listening to the MFCEO project, for instance? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And sometimes it could just be a tool for companies to kind of develop the culture within their organization. That's a great another point. Big yeah. thing starting to see too. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's a good point. And, and my, my mind's sort of ticking over now how I might be able to use it in, in you know in the organization I do leadership work with. What do you think are the main mistakes that people make when they first start out? I mean, when they first start out, the main issue is they need to have a strong enough why mm. or they need to have a good enough reason to start. Everything, everything's got to be linked back to Simon Sinek. Know your why. You're 100% there. And I think the reason for it is I see a lot of people, for instance, starting podcasts for the wrong reasons. Mm. 
maybe they're binge watching Pat Flynn and, or entrepreneur on fire and decide that, that starting a podcast is the best way that they should begin their entrepreneur p- pursuits. And it's like, well, you really need to stop kind of like chasing some of the passions, mm. like stop chasing these passions and really understand like, okay, what can I bring to the table mm. as an individual? Mm. And if it means that that's the uh, podcast is the best way for me to, mm. to, to go about it, then go ahead. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It's not easy. People think it, let's just go and create a podcast, but actually there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and you can tell the good ones. So it's ironic. It's ironic that the podcast editing guy is, is saying like maybe a podcast is in the best direction for you to go. Right. I'm not going to be the one that's going to try to convince you to start a podcast. I think some people need, mm. if it just makes sense for what you're trying to do, mm. then go ahead and go ahead and do it. But mm. I think what's most important is that people need to begin with strong enough. Why? Like what can you really bring to the table and is a podcast going to, do it for you. Yeah. You know, great point. I've noticed that there's a trend yeah. with people filming themselves podcasting and then they lo- and then what what they've done then is created that silo content so they can then upload the podcast for some people's consumption and then they can put the video of the podcast on YouTube, which I think is a pretty good strategy when you've got a room full of people and you've got multiple cameras and you've got that that sort of money behind you. It's funny how how when money comes in, the better the quality, the more opportunity you have, the more you, more money you can make with podcasting, which is obvious for Absolutely. most things, I would assume. Mm. Free economics, mm-hmm. yeah. one of the original podcasts. Have you got any big names, Mike, that you, other than Warrior You, have you got any big names of, of people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Warrior You, first and foremost, the man, the myth, the legend. That's it. Mr. Bram Connolly. You yeah. know? <laughs> so what about, what about your Joe Rogans and your Jocko Willock? You haven't landed one of those guys yet? Not yet. Well, you know, we'll we'll be we'll be editing a Jocko pretty soon, hopefully. Hopefully, that'll be hopefully. awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny too. I was just thinking about this, just in regards to the whole the whole Jocko thing. Mm. As a little side note, one of the best parts of kind of doing this whole gig is, well, you get to see what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And people are really funny off the mic. You know, what you don't hear after everything's edited is actually hilarious. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm looking forward to what I'm looking forward to what Jocko is going to be saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're 100% right. And I, I don't even bother scrubbing up the stuff I send to you. It's just like, hey, dude, it starts at eight minutes and ends at 59. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack on. Which is funny too because you'll send in the whole file and then I'll start listening through and it's like, oh, they're talking about something pretty uh, yeah, pretty interesting. It's good though. And that's what I mean with that, having that relationship with an editing, you know, the editing house or whoever you're using, having that relationship. Because I swear you need to have someone, you know, like Podcast Rocket because if you don't, the hours and hours and hours takes away from the creative time because it, it is while it is creative it's creative in another way when you're editing it's it's a systems based methodical creative outlet but it's not the same as creating content it's two different types of creativity both equally satisfying but unfortunately if you don't if you don't create the content you can't edit it <laughs> so right yeah. Absolutely. If you're yeah. if you're good at creating content, then focus on creating content. Yeah. Don't, right. don't be in the don't be in the weeds constantly. Get your time back. Yeah. And then there's and then there's some and we'll wrap it up in a minute, but just a few things for people thinking about starting their own podcast. First of all, if you're listening to this, then then I appreciate you and you can ask me anything you want. If you're not listening to this, then I'm not going to ask you questions. hundred <laughs> percent um, guaranteed. So, you know, for people starting out, know your why. Get the get the best equipment that you can afford. That's that's a given. Go to a quiet place somewhere to record, you know, and record a few bits and pieces, a bit of trial and error. Engage with 
a company like Podcast Rocket, and for for me, I've I've worked with a few people, and you, know, you guys are the are the best that I've worked with just from that relationship standpoint, and you're always accessible, which is good. Get the file back so that it's finished. So you've got your episode there. It's generally an MP3 because that's the easiest thing to load up onto things. Um, I find WAV, WAV, WAV files are harder for some reason. I don't know why. Have that finished product. Then use uh, another platform. Is that a platform? Just a media host or a platform is good. Yeah. So use use some sort of a, a media host where you've got you know all your show notes now are on there. You've got the you've got your title page up there. Your cover, and then you've and then you've uploaded your your mp3 file and then the next thing you know that's on it's on itunes and you've become a superstar and you're making a lot of money well now that bit's not guaranteed (laughs) but the as far as as far as the interview techniques go there's a couple of different ways to do it and some of it revolves around just letting your guests talk all the time that can be hard though can't it if they're not engaging Right, right. Or you run into somebody like me, and they like to run their mouth, right? No, you're good. You're good because you you interact, <laughs> you, you interact back and forwards. I've had some guests where I've had to, fit, you know, I've had to basically talk yeah. the whole show, kind of wrangle them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the final, the final thing that I would say is that if you know your why, then you can bring the guest back to your why during your episode, even on something like this. So, you know, on this we're talking about you know podcasting, and for me my why is to understand elite behaviors. And for some people having the podcast as a platform is that is why I draw that back to my own why. So telling you guys how to do this. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks very much for your time, Mike. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about, you know, the other side to podcasting and also for us to sort of break it down into its component parts for, for people who might be thinking about starting their, their own podcast. It's not as easy as it looks, but then again, it's, it's achievable if you just go and do the research. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate you having me on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.